What kind of pictures do you have of people that you got a five-year extension on your contract? <laughs> no? Oh, we, we, I'm being told we can't ask that question. We can't ask that question. Sorry. Sorry. Next on MLR Weekly, Major League Rugby Commissioner George Killebrew and NOLA Gold GM Ryan Fitzgerald. MLR Weekly brought to you in part by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pub, and Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to this week's MLR Weekly as presented by Rugby Wrap-Up. I'm Matt McCarthy in New York City. Thank you for joining us. We have a big show again. We have Mr. George Killebrew, the commissioner of Major League Rugby and general manager of the NOLA Gold, Ryan Fitzgerald. But first, how about a warm welcome for our commissioner, George Killebrew. George, welcome to the program. Thank you, Matt. Good afternoon. Uh, is it as hot in Dallas as it is in New York City? It is. I'm in my office, therefore I'm wearing a jacket, but outside it's about 105. I, I, I feel your pain. Yes, but sir. Yes, sir. Speaking of pain, Mr. Commissioner, uh, part of your job description is answering the tough questions. And I have to ask this question. What's the update on Los Angeles and Austin? I, I wish I could give you an update. Unfortunately, I can't do it at this point. All right. Okay. So let me try to pin you a little bit. Like I've, I've had a couple of owners on the recent weeks and I've asked them the magic question. If they were a gambling man or person how many teams would they say would be in the league next year? Yeah, I mean, our goal is to have 13 uh, for sure. I think that's a reachable goal. That's what we're working towards. Uh, so we'll just leave it at that. If, if I won the lottery tomorrow and I could buy into the league, why would I pay a franchise fee for a new franchise when I could potentially, and I'm, I'm speaking only on my intelligence, nothing that I've learned anywhere else, just my guess, if one of those teams, L.A. or Austin, was still available, why couldn't I just buy them and avoid well, the franchise fee? Well, you couldn't avoid a franchise fee, but, you know, that is grounds that we have not crossed as of this point as a league. Uh, you could buy any team. You could buy uh, – it doesn't have to be L.A. or Austin. You could buy an existing team if it were for sale and try to move it to a different city. There would still be some sort of franchise fee to the league in order to do that. What if I didn't want to move it? Uh, then that would be a transaction between you and the, the current team owner. So potentially I could avoid a franchise fee. If you bought a team, an existing team, sure. All right. Uh, rugby wrap-up fans, we're going to pool our monies together and buy a team here and avoid that franchise fee. We'll, we'll come up with the name of the team thereafter. But all right. Let's, I would let's... suggest, Matt, buy one in Honolulu. And then you and I can go out and run that and uh, run a great rugby franchise and live in a great city. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm open-minded. I'm, I'm ready to go, Kabish. All right. So we just had NOLA GM Ryan Fitzgerald on the show. And he came up with, you know, all the different scenarios for them, potentially without giving anything away, of course, about the MLR draft from the NOLA Gold War Room. What, what, what's your take on the draft overall this year? Well, I mean, first of all, we're really excited going into our third year of having a collegiate draft. You know, when we first got here, there was no pathway from youth to academy 
to collegiate player and then to professional. That was that piece was missing, uh, as it's very important in all the sports you know, in the United States to complete that pathway. So, you know, we limped into it in year one in COVID. Uh, we actually did the draft. I did it from my lake house, just to be in all honesty, because there was no traveling. And um, then, you know, and the, but the numbers were there. You know, we had about 250 registrants for the collegiate draft. And in the first year, if you remember, we just had two rounds. So now as we go to year three, we're doing it for television. Fox Sports 2 will we'll televise it. We'll be doing it out of a really cool place in Austin, Texas. Uh, we will do three rounds, so 39 picks. So just to get to that point in kind of three short years, I think is really um, a nice, you know, fait accompli for MLR. You know, you look at Eric Naposky, for example, the number one pick from Dallas last year, quality minutes for the Jackals. So uh, Connor Mooneyham, you know, the year before that, uh, playing quality minutes in Austin. So, you know, for sure, I think collegiate players are seeing there is an opportunity for them. So they're registering for the draft and they're hoping they're getting in, you know, one of those first three rounds. Let's speak about Dallas. They they took it on the chin this year. They've got a bunch of picks in the draft. They've hired, they've had some new hirings. Um, you you are in Dallas, so give us the skinny on the franchise down there. Well, I just I felt really bad for them as an expansion franchise. It's just kind of one of those stories that everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong. Like I've never seen anything like it. Like, and I, I talked to that team on their opening night, and I looked at them and I said, "Let me tell you something, gentlemen. You're going to remember this year." for the rest of your career and your life, because things that are, are going to happen to you as an uh, expansion franchise are going to occur. And you're gonna remember it for the rest of your life. So I'm glad they've hit the reset button. I think they brought in some new people. I think there's some new energy there uh, to try to you know, get a win, you know, to go 0-16. I mean, you remember, Matt, remember when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were an expansion Absolutely. franchise in the National Football League and Absolutely. what happened to them. And, you know, it's just, it's hard. Uh, yeah, I remember the Mavericks. I wasn't there, but their expansion year in 1980. I mean, you know, it's, it's always going to start out rough, but it's not where you start. It's kind of where you finish. And I think they've shown that they're not going to stand for that next year and they're going to make the changes necessary in order to get some wins. So there's also folks out there that are not exactly thrilled with the, the way drafts ease have to declare their eligibility versus waiting and and losing the ability to play with the mlr it's a, how, can you take a moment and address that yeah i mean you know we want to do what's best for the collegiate properties and for for mlr you know it's every sports league's gone through that right you know the nba went through it you shouldn't take high school kids and you shouldn't you know there should be an age limitation so we want to respect the collegiate programs you know they're doing great they're healthy you know they're, they're certainly a lot healthier Collegiate rugby for men in the U.S. is a lot healthier than probably people think. There are lots of programs that are playing rugby, and we want to respect that. At the same time, we want to have pathways, you know, for collegiate seniors if they want to turn professional. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about the growth, the ratings, some synergy with USA Rugby and who you sound like right after this. Selling or trading in your vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. With Easy Trade, start online or visit us in-store. We want your vehicle, and we'll give you up to 125% of KBB value. It's easy at Sheehy. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street. 
And we are back with Commissioner George Killebrew. Well, let's let's go a little bit easier on you and start off with the growth slash ratings of the league last year as opposed to the previous. Yeah, it was a tremendous year. You know, anytime you're a five-year-old league, you look to be better each year in all of these different metrics. So we can let's start with in-stadium attendance. Like that is really, really important in professional sports. And we we attracted over 250,000 fans this year which is a growth rate of 40%. So there are about 75,000 new fans that attended matches you know, across our 13 teams. Um, television is, is a real big indicator on how you're doing and our partnership with Fox Sports One, our viewership grew 70%. Also, we did seven total games on Fox Sports One, which was an increase of 40%, you know, all really healthy kind of metrics. Um, the rugby network, and our subscriber base, you know, we, we have over 100,000 fans following us on the rugby network at this point, which is a growth rate of, you know, 144% year over year. So now I'm throwing a lot of numbers at you, but this is really how you judge. This is your scorecard. If you're a professional league, you know, are you growing? Is there interest? Are you making progress in these areas? Uh, league and team social followings. Uh, there's a total of 788,000 people following our teams and our leagues socially, which is a growth of 21%. So, you know, those are the major metrics that, that we, we talk about in the league office on a daily basis. And that last year was a really, really great year for Major League Rugby. And if we can keep up that kind of growth number, by the time we get to year 10, we will be a legitimate professional sports league in this country. But you have to do it in sound bites. You can't do it overnight. You've got to continue to do it year over year with those types of numbers. The numbers are an important thing, and I want to segue to the salary cap and the salary cap number, which we've had some kerfuffle, if you will, with the French alleged kerfuffle with L.A. and Austin. If you look at all the professional sports in, in America, you know, it's part it's in partnership with the players, you know, to, to take the NBA model is very simple. Fifty cents on every dollar pretty much go to the players. Uh, but that's a profitable business. We're not a profitable business at this right. point. So we have got to continue to do the things that we're doing to drive ticket sales and drive sponsorship sales at our team level and at our league level so that we are profitable and we can have those kinds of conversations. They know there's a World Cup coming in 2031 for the men and 2033 for the women, which gives us this runway to really get it right in North America. But I, I'm, I'm banking on these guys, you know, and the more and more I'm around them, we've talked about a couple of them already. And, you know, a kid like Mooneyham or Eric Naposky. I mean, these are great young men that are great in front of a the camera. They're great ambassadors for their sport. And we want to continue to flourish, you know, with them and grow with them. And if we have got to do a better job of using our media and our social media and our partnerships, like our one with you, to expose these stars and to help make names like that a household name so kids and families, you know, can come to the matches and identify with these young stars. We'll talk off camera about you giving me a budget and three people and I'll make that happen, but we don't have time for it right now. I want to segue USA rugby yes. up against it right now, facing a repechage. You're seeing that, you know, the, the struggles they're having, the national team, they are understaffed. They've come out of two bankruptcies. We've got a lot of different excuses. The bottom line is we, we need them to qualify for the world cup. How does that relationship work? work with you guys yeah i mean the struggles are real as you've as you've outlined um and we want to be in lockstep with usa rugby 
There's no doubt about it. Like it's in our collective best interest to work together. And we do work together. I have a weekly call with, with Ross Young, the CEO of USA Rugby. Every Thursday, we, we, we get after it and we talk about our problems and our opportunities. So yes, the answer is yes. It is in Major League Rugby's best interest to be in lockstep with USA Rugby and to help out where we can. Next year, I think it ought to be like a Super Bowl structure and you'll, you'll never know if they're going to come if we don't do it. And I still think that you'll get 4,000 as opposed to the 2,500 if you book it in advance. We talked about if there's a municipality We'll make one up, Washington, D.C., that wants to host the MLR finals, and we can award them that, and they have a year to market it and get ready, and they kind of help us financially, you know, through tourism dollars or what have you to bring that event to a place like that, kind of like the All Blacks and USA when they were there last November. That can be a win-win, and I, and I think a municipality like one like that that has an MLR team yeah. could, could if, if given a year's runway, could do a nice job. And so we, we're in those discussions. We have not ruled that out by any means for 2023. We just have to find a city that wants and, and can make some commitments to us. And, and we could we could definitely do that. All right. Final question for you. Who do people tell you sound like? I have no idea. Seriously? I, I don't know. Tell me. I, I've told Kevin you. Kevin Costner. Oh, okay. I'll take that. You could do, you could do, I do voiceovers and I have to do other people sometimes, you know, like Alec Baldwin or somebody like that. You could do Costner in a second. Well, my, my wife would trade me for a young Kevin Costner in a second. So I'll take I that. I got news for you. She might trade you for a current Kevin Costner. <laughs> no offense. No, no doubt. And I, 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 we probably won't delve into that. I guess I would kind of fight that a little bit, but everyone has their one they can choose. Right. So, uh, I'll, I'll take Kevin Costner. That's pretty good. Mr. Killebrew, thank you. Don't go away. We have Mr. Ryan Fitzgerald, the general manager of the NOLA Gold, coming on next, and he's got a lot to say about the MLR draft. We'll be right back. been blind since I was four, and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has a taste and the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. Premier brands to players and coaches, our quality and heritage make for a winning presentation. Your orders are guaranteed same-day shipping. Drop by our online store and follow us for exclusive content. RugbyNow.com And we are back and we have Mr. Ryan Fitzgerald, the general manager of the NOLA Gold. Ryan, welcome to the program. Thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. I'm just... Uh... Really appreciate it. You know, uh, it's been uh, awesome. Always, always watching on your show. First time ever being on it, man. So let's talk. Let's turn things to the MLR draft. You have three of the top seven picks in the draft, and I think uh, five in the top twenty-seven. What's the war room look like for the gold right now? But yeah, our war room. I mean, we uh, 
you know, like I said, uh, all of our, myself as the GM, but also, you know, Kane Thompson, obviously our head coach, Todd Fitzgerald, Taylor Howden, um, are all massive influence on it. Doesn't, you know, we're, it's about really, to me, it always starts with when I first learned kind of, you know, scouting in the NFL is building your identity, being on the same page identity. So therefore, you know, you can have opinion, different opinions on players as a, as a coach or as a GM, but at least you guys know when you guys are talking the same lingo and the same language. And I know as a general manager, when I'm at the collegiate rugby shield, you know, scouting and recruiting, I know what Kane's looking for. I know what Taylor's looking for. I know what Todd's looking for. I know what we're trying to build. We're on the same page there. Does that player fit, you know, the style that we're trying to play? Does he fit our identity? Does he fit in our locker room, fit in our culture? All that stuff kind of adds up, you know, so that's, then you start narrowing in from there. And that's where you can get, you know, um, selective and you can get in debates about players, which is great. It's great to have a debate. I know one time when I was with Miami Dolphins, I don't, you know, they used to always say like, they, they get nervous when all 20 some guys are saying the exact same thing. They want to find something, find some, give me something else, give me a different opinion out somewhere. So it's great. We have some really, really good chats. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of great ideas from our entire staff. So you, you're a veteran of this at this point. I mean, we're five seasons done in the MLR, yeah. which is hard to believe and you've been around. Um, how's the draft changed since the initial draft? And that yeah, initial to, first round and that initial first round pick of Connor Mooneyham of Dallas, who later yeah. went on to Austin. Yeah. Yeah. The draft, you know, um, I mean, obviously first year, you know, I had just the two rounds and now we're going and adding into the third round. And I, I think from a production standpoint, we're doing something better every year too. Like last year, being on the actual rugby network and airing it and having a show with it. So um, that's all, you know, that's great. Um, I think it's also led to a lot of our, um, you know, development, for example, you know, this year, by using not only using the draft in August, then we're also going to have a, you know, kind of an academy fall season, which a lot of these kids will instantly get the plan, almost like similar to the NBA D League, where something like where you see a guy um, get drafted in the NBA and boom, he's right into the, you know, played in the summer league. Uh, you guys, the Sabercats, and basically with 404 and the Life guys, that's basically rugby ATL, all yeah. playing matches in a tournament together. Is it the, you're calling it the APC South, the American Premiership Championship South? Is that what it is? Well, it's, it's it's essentially it's our academy. It's you know Houston HTX, which is their academy. Nola, you know Gold's academy, and then you know 404, which is Atlanta's academy. Getting you know, six games in that fall season. As soon as we draft in August, we, you know we'll have guys that are in town here that we already play with. You know guys that are competing for spots and um, you know, maybe moving positions, maybe coming off an injury. To getting a look um, as we draft, we want to develop. We have our coaches right here. We have a lot of guys that stay here year round, about 15 to 20 players that stay here year round, along with our coaching staff. So um, instead of just drafting in August and then waiting till training camp till January, it's you can get those academy games in in the fall. So more power to do it. You have your philosophy with the Nola Gold. And I guess the, the follow up, because you can just, we can kill two birds with one stone, is the struggles to meet that philosophy in a league where money's tight or tighter for some teams than it is for others. And you got some very deep pocket owners and you got some guys that don't have those deep, deep pockets, maybe like a Tim Falcon, who's a rugby player in his own right, a successful lawyer. Talk about the philosophy of the team and trying to meet that philosophy. Yeah, well also, I mean, from, from a evaluation standpoint, when you're looking at a lot of the players too, um, there's sometimes there might be deeper, you know, uh, deeper peaks and valleys when it comes to colleges, um, you know, as far as their uh, you know, rugby, you know, their depth at their rugby, you know, their league, you know, maybe there's some of the powerhouses, at, you know, in the United States from the college perspective that some kids come out of. And then there's some schools that come out of with, 
um, you know, don't have a full-time coaching staff, you know, maybe don't, you know, kind of, you know, have very few numbers, maybe playing in a lower level of the league. Uh, so they don't get that, um, you know, they don't get that same coaching. They don't get that same film. They don't get all, et cetera. So you got to kind of read sometimes it's a little bit tougher to read be, you know, that's always a struggle a little bit to read between those lines and say, Hey, this kid came from a smaller school in a smaller area, you know, it was probably only training Tuesday and Thursday with a part-time coach or no paid coach, a volunteer coach, maybe an old boy, you know, so he's going to have a, you know, a lot to learn. He doesn't know a pattern. He doesn't know any play code, but he's got the ability. He's got the heart. He's got the you know, right mental toughness capability. You know, once he gets to the MLR level, he can excel quickly. And then there's the ones that maybe are, you know, at a higher, uh, you know, varsity program with a full coaching staff and with film and everything. And kind of already kind of, can kind of come in kind of already came from a college that is almost a pro level um, experience. So I'm trying to squint and see it. Your, your, your board behind you right now, if I could just make out who those names are <laughs> on there on your top pick and your second, the one, the 1. 1.2 and the 1.3 and then the 3.1. And the, so how many, how many arguments do you guys have over these things and, and how impactful do you think these players will be? Yeah, I think, I mean, in the past couple of years so far, I think it's shown that, especially in the first, that first round and that top, some of the guys, the guys have come into the league and made instant impact. I mean, even just this past year with, you know, I mean, you know, LaPetty was a capped eagle before he even played a game in MLR. You know, Andrew Guerra was a rookie of the year, Brian Nolter, you know, is uh, right in the mix right there, was a starting tight head. You know, Connor Mooneyham obviously was outstanding. Um, list goes on, you know, so there's guys that can come Kid in Dallas. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, just, uh, that, that's kind of part of it. That's kind of part of it is like, Hey, you know, you're watching the kids tape. Like you said, sometimes this guy's got it on a, a drone on huddle. And one guy also has it maybe where his dad's probably filming from a flip phone. Um, you know, but you try to read between the lines on that and be like, Hey, yes, he's playing at a lower level, but this kid is, or, you know, I guess he's playing at a higher level or at a lower level. Um, but this kid has got the right mindset, the right heart, right body frame size, the whole mentality, he can come in here and make the flip from being a part-time player and a student to a day-to-day -day grind. So, Ryan, would you trade all those picks to go number one? Uh, I don't believe so. No, I would. I don't think so. I think that there is a um, – I think we're right, right there at three, and I think we trust our board and trust our evaluations. And I think that there's – this draft, um, I think, has a lot of – a lot of, you know, a lot of round solid, solid players and a lot, a lot of good kids had a lot of tremendous interviews with a lot of kids probably interviewed probably, you know, up and over 50 kids now um, that I think are a lot of them all have the right mindset, all have the right passion, all want to play, all pack their bag and move tomorrow and go. They're in on it. They want to play in the fall. They want to play now. Um, so they have the right mindset that I think that there's enough out there and enough guys that are um, willing to you know, get down to an MLR city and help compete, help, you know, play, you know, as, as soon as possible, but also good team guys that I don't think that, I think there's a lot of good, you'd rather have the depth. I'd rather have, you know, three, six and seven versus just having one. So having been in the USA rugby system yourself, what's the, what's the NOLA gold take on developing players for the Eagles pool? We're all in on it. And uh, I got, you know, a massive tip of the cap to Kane Thompson, Taylor Howden, Todd Fitzgerald. Um, Todd, you know, Todd obviously being born, raised an American. Taylor's been here now for almost 15 years in the States, but Kane even coming here. And he's, he's played against everybody in Major League Rugby and in college. <laughs> Kane, and Taylor, everywhere else Taylor. on the planet. Yeah. Uh, a big thing that I get, a big, a lot of credit that I give Kane Thompson to, and I, I really, I really pound the table for this. 
um, is that Kane came here in 2018. He's been to the top of the mountain. Three World Cups of Samoa. He's in 2012. He's the Super Rugby champion, starting at eight man for the Chiefs. He's been in the you know Premiership and in France. One of the biggest things I think sometimes the coaches and or players struggle with coming from overseas sometimes is don't know, you know, um, you know, try to bring Super Rugby over to here right away and think, you know, want an instant change instantly. You know, there is a developmental process, you know, for a lot of kids. And you can kind of take it or leave it. So some guys like, nope, kind of want to finish product, kind of, you know, kind of want to go right now. Um, and then there's the Kane Thompsons who really buy into it and really, really get a lot of a lot of passion for watching a player develop right in front of them, you know. Um, Monty Tungawea coming down here as a wing center in 2018, and now he's a captain. Eagle. You know, Andrew Guerra, you know, Notre Dame College, uh, 10 games into his career, capped Eagle, you know, Matt Herman from like, you know, and so on. And, you know, so watching those guys kind of develop right in front of him. And, you know, that's his, you know, I remember him saying last year that, you know, 2021, some of those guys getting their first cap and getting a picture of them and, you know, you know, real big, nice thank you text. That's kind of what gets that. So those, those are the ones I think. And like I said, you kind of take it or leave it as player, as a coach, some guys kind of want the finished product and don't got time for that. Some kind of, you know, really, really enjoy that passion. It's no different than any other sport. There's their veterans that take in that rookie, right. And guide them. And then there's the veterans that, don't yeah. have that, you know, so, and Kane Thompson's got a lot of time for that. All right. Well, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And I have one final question before I let you go. Do you have an Aaron Rodgers tattoo? No. <laughs> Why not? You're, you're a big Green Bay guy. Come on, man. I mean, I like the Packers, yes, yeah, so, you know, but uh, yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, if you get that, if you get an Aaron Rodgers tattoo, I'll someday I'll show you my Mr. Met tattoo. Okay. <laughs> All right. How about, we, how about we win the 2023 title and I'll get an Nolan Gold tattoo? All fun. right. Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. And yeah. uh, I'm not going to put any pressure on you for me to come down there and do some of your uh, games play-by-play. Uh, play. I'm not going to mention that. Okay. All right. Oh, open door, Matt, to come on down and help us out whenever. Always love I'm you. right here. I'm a hired gun. I'm just a whore. That's all I am. <laughs> hired guns. Gotta love them. Yeah. Okay. That was just gold. Absolute gold, Ryan. No pun intended. And on that note, we are out of time. I want to thank Mr. Ryan Fitzgerald of the NOLA Gold. Thank you, sir. Thanks a lot, Matt, for having me on. Always wanted to be. I'm glad. Uh, it was an awesome time. Go gold. Appreciate it. All right, and thank you to Mr. George Killebrew, and thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, please check out our other shows, including The Rugby Odds and our College Rugby Wrap-Up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube, and please join our weekly newsletter. And please, please, please sign up for our American Red Cross Blood Donor Team. <laughs>